I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. With all due respect, sir, next time you want to make a major policy departure, you might want to discuss it with your national security advisor first. We did discuss it, Jack. We discussed it in private, which is where I thought it would remain. Well, now it's public. Now it's policy. Get behind it. You're going to get yourself re-elected. This is Filmsack. Oh, sure. Everyone and welcome to the first episode of Film Sack of 2021. This is episode 496, and we are still mining the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind. I'm Scott Johnson, joined today by Brian. You took Borat from Kazakhstan. Now you must pay Dunaway. Into my pod. Oh hi. Hi. Okay, Colonel Bob. I'm in the pilot seat, and I've told all the terrorists to get off my plane. What's next? Turn off the autopilot. But it's been two weeks since I landed an intro, Bob. It's, it's like riding a bike. Look, Colonel Bob, I don't know what kind of bike you ride back in D.C., but I see at least six dials and two flips just for just in the seat of my handlebars here. So how about we cut the crap and get me, my film sack family, on the ground safely? Hold on a second, Bob. My co-pilot is gurgling something incomprehensible. What's that, William H. Macy? Try rolling your R's. Ah, you say the possibility of successfully navigating an asteroid field is approximately 3,720 to 1. Well, that has nothing to do with what we're doing here. But never tell me the odds. Anywho, <laughs> you know what, Bob? Maybe this whole thing is a bad idea. Say, why don't you just send in a crack team of film sack hosts to zip line us into an intro that is not a flying dumpster file fire of parallels drawn between Harrison Ford's iconic role as Han Solo and this? Save your strength. There'll be another time. Randy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're, we're heading into the new year with your transition of uh, the Randy transition. I like That's it. That's right. All right. That's right. Look, new year, new chance to do it again. Hey, uh, well done. Also with us, of course, the name you just heard. Randy? Sure. Great. Whatever. Where's my family, Jordan? Aloha, Scott. Brian? Brian. And, Randy. of course, 
Very nice. Thank you for join. <laughs> I tell you now how I make great once glorious nation Kazakhstan. You too make great hijack and freeing of prisoner general leader of country by follow three easy step. Very nice. Number one, have man on inside. Yes. Inside man should be beautiful like statue and should have very large testicle. Number two, how many men should take for film crew? Some say two or three. You take seven. No one question you. If questioned, you take off trouser belt and show manhood. Number three, shoot many hostage for fun. Do not shoot girl. Scare very old lady by kiss girl and make her new first lady Kazakhstan. High five. Oh, man. <laughs> so that was Borat, everybody listening. That was Borat. Right, right. <laughs> no, wait, I thought it was Borat. What are you, why are you oh, trying to tell uh, us? Oh, Borat I don't need it. Okay, Borat. well, yeah. I mean, you know, different ears, different I, time. I didn't think we could be racist to Kazakhstan, but I guess you're proving me wrong. <laughs> Borat made it okay. They made it okay. <laughs> Borat was like, hey, what if we made two movies where now the rest of the world feels like they can dump on us? Enjoy. I think they have a statue now. Anyway, finally, with this, Brian, that pilot was a poor man's Daniel Stern Ibbett. It's true. They do have a statue, and it's very nice. Uh, Mr. President, thank you so much for the parachute. Are you sure this is the safest way to get us all off this plane? I mean, I know I'm just the intern to the assistant of the secretary of the Department of Agriculture, but maybe there's somebody who's more dessert. No? Okay. It just seems that you're giving parachutes to all the interns first, and maybe some of the cabinet members should get them. I don't know. I mean, look, you just pushed intern Tiffany out of the butt of the plane, and okay, yeah. Maybe I am stalling. All right, here I go. Uh, psych. Yeah, I was just noticing. It's like 10 degrees out there. Look, intern Tiffany is starting to turn blue. All I've got is this suit I got from the men's warehouse. And, well, yeah, to be honest, I do love the way I look. But it's freezing and there's no air. And I just, couldn't I just stay on the plane? Okay, all right, I'm jumping. Here we go. One, two. Wait, is it raining? No, no, it's not rain. It's it's jet fuel. It's raining oh, jet fuel. No. The refueling plane is spraying jet fuel, and you want me to jump into this? Yeah, look, I'll just hang out in the rear lavatory. I won't smoke. I'll just keep to myself. Yeah, I know the door's full of holes. Whatever. Will you help me uh, take off this parachute? I'll uh, go. Oh, my God. The refueling ship just burst into flames, and it's raining fiery schnap or shrap schnapperl. Schnapperl. It's raining fiery schnapple down on everyone. <laughs> Oh, that seemed to warm Tiffany and turn Tiffany up a little bit, though. And no, I won't be continuing my internship in the fall. Right. Uh, you made me laugh uh, at a at a. No, I don't remember what the joke was. Oh, the men's <laughs> warehouse joke. You made me laugh at a men's warehouse joke. No, used, yeah, yeah. Back then, that guy was still okay, right? The yeah, he was all right. Zimmer. Is he, he still, still okay? Right? I don't know. Is he? Is he messed up? Is he goofed? What, what, like. Oh, yeah, yeah. he's he's in bad places now. It's it's by far the biggest problem of doing this show is I can't I can't enjoy people who have since become terrible people. I didn't know this about him at all. You know what I mean? Like, well, how about how about we talk about the people that came great people like uh, Lee Zell Matthews, who played a daughter, (laughs) daughter Marshall. She Uh uh, she's a philanthropist, so she's no longer a. She only did three things, one thing after this, and then yeah. that was it. She was like, I'm she out. Comes from a, she comes from one of the wealthiest families in America, and she's in the flamp, right? yeah. philanthropy. And, and, yeah. and she didn't have a, a lot riding on her shoulders, but what she did do was great acting. I was I agree. very impressed with that character. I agree. I, agree. I was really I surprised when I looked her up and I went, what would you go on to do? Oh, nothing. I mean, nothing in movies. 
I mean, if you come from a super rich family, you can make that decision. You know, it's like, do I want to continue acting? I'll just go give some money away. Yeah. Do I Mm -hmm. want to be churned up into this system known as Hollywood or should I uh, do other things? She made the right choice. She got out safe. Yeah. And thanks to the the sound of music, I've always loved the name Liesel. Yeah, Liesel's a great name. Liesel. Yeah, I like Liesel as well. Let's just pronounce Liesel. Yeah. And then it's uh, a whole different thing. Or, at least it's been very popular is, uh, this year. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> Vin Diesel year. have a sister like uh, Vin Liesel. Vin no. Liesel. Yeah, yeah, Vin Liesel. Yeah, ninety nine percent. Lynn Liesel. That's it. Yeah, Lynn Liesel. There you go. She's great. And um, I was a little bummed to see that she didn't go on to do anything. But then I found out what she does, and I think it's better. Uh, she yeah. was. She's actually a acting high point in the film Air Force One is the movie we're talking about. A movie that was on streaming, Hulu in particular, right up until yesterday, where it was yanked in ceremoniously on the first of the year. Now, now that that is true and not true all at the same time. You can watch this if you have AMC and if you have the Hulu uh, live, the Hulu TV version. Yeah. Uh, so come, yeah. Uh, But you could you see can watch before it this, just regular old ass streaming before this. Like you could, uh, okay. as of last, let's see. When did I look at it? New Year's Eve. Kim and I were about right. to watch it, hit and play, and then something came up and we didn't I, watch I it. I wonder if it's because AMC was getting ready to air it that they pulled it. I, th- I think it's a really interesting question. And, yeah. and it doesn't even help if you – because uh, I was paying for AMC for a while, and I think I forgot to turn it off. But I remembered Oops. I remembered when I looked this up and said, oh, AMC? Oh, but not till the 8th. Um, <laughs> I think Tim was watching one of the spinoff Walking Dead shows. Oh, um, yeah. But you, it, that doesn't even work. You have to have the combination of AMC and yeah, yeah. the extra Hulu it, Live. It gets complicated, but good news, yeah. FilmSack viewers. You can buy the ultra-high-definition ultra, ultra high definition version of this for $4.99 to keep forever on Amazon. That's how yeah. I did it. It looked great, too. It's a really good deal. Way sure. better than that stupid, uh, what did we watch the other week? The, the oh, uh, The Abyss. Destroyed. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. This was actually good. Pan and scan grainy abyss. Yeah, this looks yeah. good. And for four ninety nine, as opposed to the rental, and the same exact download was like eight on Apple, and I think Vo- Voodoo right, had it for right. more, and everybody had it for more. But for some reason, the Ultra HD version on Amazon was only five bucks. I was like, well, I'm buying this. Duh. Duh. Let's get this. This is great. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll watch this again. My my wife likes this movie. We all like this movie. But boy, howdy, do I have a very specific thing to say about this movie here in a second. But before I do, a quick note. Okay. George Zimmer, I think you're confusing with George Zimmerman, who oh, shot no, that kid. You know, George Zimmer, he had some like um, some issue where he lost the company. I know he's not the guy who shot Trayvon. Not that Martin guy, not that, in, okay. uh, yeah, 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 in yeah. Florida, wherever it was. Because <laughs> I can't find anything controversial about him, other than he really? retired. Okay. That he's seventy-two. I could have sworn that there was some some reason. I mean, he got fired. Right, he was From dismissed. He was dismissed for unspecified reasons. It says here, yeah. and the company declined to offer any explanation. And then uh, it just there was like some public back and forth where he just said purely generic things about how great he was. Oh, here it yeah. is. I found it. Okay, <laughs> June 2013. Company responded to a public pressure for more information following its terse original statement. Stating a detailed explanation, this is what they said. The statement asserts that Zimmer insisted on full control of the public company. Neither the board nor the management desired a total breakdown of the relationship between Mr. Zimmer and the company. In our discussions with Mr. Zimmer, we made considerable efforts to find a solution that would allow him to continue to have a significant involvement in the men's warehouse company. Unfortunately, Mr. Zimmer wouldn't accept anything other than full control of the company. And the board was left with no choice but to terminate him as executive right. chairman. So basically, well, we it's like I found it's definitely not stuff. what I thought I remembered. I really honestly thought it was some sort of 
you know, uh, it um, looks like it looks like his like he hired was, children in Cambodia to make his suits. Or it looks like when Zimmer got <laughs> insulted the Jewish community or something. <laughs> no, no, no. It, it looks like it was way more mystical. Like he got a bunch of money and decided, right. you know what, I'm going to hire Deepak Chopra. I'm going to take, uh, you know, I'm going to take large amounts of cannabis. You know what I mean? Like, hmm. really? He, yeah. It looks like he, okay. just, he just did what every other, you know, rich guy does. And this particular I want it all. Yeah. Well, in this case, he was trying to assert control over a company he founded, which he no longer legally totally had control over. And I think they just this it's like a movie almost. It's like when they're you own a company and then somebody kicks you like Apple, like when they fired Steve Jobs in the in the in 85 or whatever it was. It's like, how do you even do that? How do you fire that guy? Yeah, but yeah, still, yeah, I mean, you're, you're not going to see this trade publicly. That's how you do all that. You're track, not going to see yeah. this scandal on American Crime Story. No. <laughs> like OJ. Oh, no, but you Menendez but you brothers. Now George <laughs> Zimmer. <and> his <laughs> but where you will see it is that great show called Greed uh, with Stacey Keach. You guys watch that? Uh, no, no, but I, like I only Keech. have it on terrestrial TV mm. where I have an antenna and occasionally I'll be flipping around and Stacey Keach makes me smile. Wherever he talks, oh, and cool. uh, yeah, yeah, and so he does a show called Greed, and it's always it, it sounds like almost like a forensic files kind of show, mm-hmm. but it's just about greed. No, <laughs> so it's about being greedy. Well, I'm kind of disappointed because I really thought there was something. I I could have sworn I remembered more dirt about George Zimmer than just. <laughs> You know, he just wanted the full full control over his company. Well, so what, what we did it, is we saved ourselves a bunch of emails. Is what we did, so right? Yes, good. thank why, you. For why doesn't yeah. Why doesn't James Marshall probably one from off? George Zimmer? And that's really all we would have gotten. Yeah, I guarantee it. Yeah, I guarantee it. Why yeah. Why doesn't President Marshall want to get the fr- freak off that plane? Why is he so? <laughs> I mean, they, his family's on there. He's they can't show, even after his family gets off, he still won't get off. They right. still can't shove him out. This stu- they had to literally kill everybody, and he's like, "Oh, guess I'm the last <laughs> well, one look, out." I, I, I appreciate your I appreciate your 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 sharp attempt to swing us back to the film, but I need to I need right. to make this one point about about Washington while the plane stuff is happening. So there, more than ever, this this viewing told me or taught me there are two movies happening. One, a competent action thriller in the Die Hard mold is happening up in the sky in a plane with with President Marshall and the people and the and the whatnot. Okay, it's a good time up there. We're having a great time up there. Back in Washington, Me- we are meanwhile in Washington. We are having a comedy shit show in in Washington. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. It's our lead horrible. is horrible. Oh, come on. It's fantastic. It is Tell horrible. me you don't don't tell yeah. me you don't enjoy Dean Stockwell as Defense Secretary oh. Walter Dean, who is like no, no, no. almost he, in the precipice I want him of, to be, uh, of a coup. I want him to pull out a cigar and start, you know, trying to raise Gushy on the. Uh, <laughs> he's yeah, hitting, he's hitting Ziggy pocket he's, calculator. Yeah. I want him to be a Cylon. <laughs> get me out of here. <laughs> I want all sorts of Dean Stockwell things out of Dean Stockwell. But here's the thing. Dean Stockwell, great actor, love him. Uh, Glenn Close, an amazing actress, incredible career, Oscar nominated, wonderful lady. Uh, probably going to get nominated this year for that hillbilly edgely thing or whatever it's called. She's she's really great. Uh, they're terrible there. She's but be- she's yeah. be- she's believable. No, but, she's yeah, not. I think she's I think she's under. Uh, no, I think she's overplayed. Ni- she's 19, overplayed. 1997. I think this is what we would expect. And and by the way, don't don't forget uh, Philip Baker Hall, um, right. who you see for like a split second. Even though I think I feel like he's he's way better than this. Way better than than just a little brief cameo. Yeah, right. Uh, appearance. 
but tell me one thing that they did on the ground that had any effect on the the, the progress of the like what 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 did they? Oh, I'll tell you what they. The, I'll tell you what they did on the ground. They freaking to- they let they let out the news to <laughs> CNN so that CNN tipped off Gary Oldman's character. Uh, that the president must still be somewhere mm-hmm. on the plane. I was like, oh, so dirty, so really dirty. okay. Oh. So the White House is um, the uh, the crappy real genius teacher in yes. Die Hard who goes absolutely and, yep. and says, uh, "We miss our mommy and daddy." By the way, daddy's John McClane. He's in the building. Right he's now. in the building no, right that's now. Exactly what they're doing. Look at me, daddy. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> and not and to make it worse, they are. They the re, here's why I think Glenn Close wouldn't sign that document from the cabinet members to basically force that was a, that was a weird. Here's why weird she did bit, it though. Yeah. She did that. She avoided it not because she really believed in in James Marshall or that she wanted to wait until you know she believed in the president. It's because she knew that they're a bunch of clowns who can't run shit. And they can't, she didn't want to take that power because that meant she was responsible. And then the Keystone cops would run everything. They were terrible back in Washington. Mm-hmm. And every time yeah. they showed them, I wanted to poo a little bit, just a little bit of poo. I hated yeah. it. All yeah. right. What's your favorite Die Hard on an X movie? Let's go. I mean, <laughs> this one. I mean, your favorite? You're like, this you're going to go. Be it. That's as it I'm gonna for make me. You, I'm going to no, go make you go sit down and watch a Die Hard on an X movie. What are you going to do? It's choose? this one. Die Hard on a plane. I like this one. Beverly uh, Hills Cop 3, Die Hard this, in Amusement Park. That's a good That's a good one. This one isn't even my favorite Die Hard on a plane movie. That would be on air. Yeah. Or Die Hard um, on a plane, uh, which was two, I guess, right? Two was Die Hard on a plane? No, no, that was in an airport. Oh, that's right. I mean, Bonnie Bedelia was the only one in the plane. She just tased. That passenger. same guy yeah. that I was just talking about. There's passenger sub 57. I, I actually think in the Die Hard on an X uh, list, uh, Paul Blart Mall Cop is wild. Oh, <laughs> now that I didn't think about that, but that doesn't. That does. Yeah. I have never interest. seen any of those movies, and I just worry that it's, they, that it's man, exactly what I think it's going to they, be. They're exactly what you think. They're they're fun. I enjoyed them. No, I mean, if they're exactly what what I think they're going to be, then they're not fun. <laughs> They're fun. They're fun. Kevin James is a big, silly beast of a man, and he's just, I think he's funny. It it makes me laugh. Now, I'm not, I don't sit there and, you know, hold my belly chuckling like a Santa, but I mean, I, I do enjoy, I, I turn it on and I enjoy it. It's silly. I mean, nothing's, nothing's funnier than seeing Kevin James ride around on a stupid Segway. Anytime Kevin James tries to ride or fit into something he can't fit, it's just like the cats who try to fit in everything. It's the same yeah. thing. Yeah. It just okay. But I don't laugh. know if I'd go it's with the sentence, smile. nothing's funnier than. I think that's, I think there are things that are funnier than that. <laughs> well, yeah, that you describing fun. holding your belly and laughing like nothing, Santa actually is funnier right. than, <laughs> you know, nothing. How about nothing's more comforting than uh, watching, watching that to me is kind of like, oh, this is very comforting. This, uh, there's nothing wrong in the world today. Actually, Kevin James can I, I do say this all this. You can think it's funny. Yeah, I say all this and I actually really like Kevin James. I'm not on that. I'm yeah. not on the hater bandwagon. I enjoy him. I like okay. Kevin James, but I just don't feel like. Paul Blart Molotov is going to be <laughs> well. If you if you like hillbilly humor, you'll love now. Oh, oh well, there you go. Yeah, you know my affinity. <laughs> yeah, I was going to for chuckling yokels. You're setting yourself up for a good time. Like if you lower your expectations enough, you're going to really like the movie. Yeah. Uh, the other Die Hard on a Blah movie that I wanted to raise was. Uh, the film that we sacked years and years ago, Hard Rain. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. uh, it's Die Hard in a church filled with stolen money or yeah. something like die that. Die Hard in a, in, a, in a bad thunderstorm, is what, in a flood. Well, it's, right? yeah, it's Die, die hard, hard in the rain, is what it is, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Die Hard with, die with hard heavy rain. rain. 
Uh, Die hard, hard rain. Yeah, hard, That's perfect. Hard rain. <laughs> uh, we also saw another one. Passenger fifty seven was a was a good example yes. of this. Also on a plane, but uh, uh, yeah. I mean, and uh, they use that same. The only two times I've ever been aware that there is a little elevator that goes between the levels were yeah. it was Holly Berry and uh, Harrison that- Ford. Taking that little elevator. <laughs> Isn't that great? In, in this movie, I didn't even question it because, you know, he disappears at one point in time from the terrorists who were chasing him. And I was like, if I hadn't seen the other movie, I would have been like, how do you do that? Yep. But but I know that there's like a little, you know, a little elevator between the two. And I'm like, oh, OK. Yeah. Yeah. I thought of that as well. That's so funny that you bring that up because immediately my brain went to that. There's also Die Hard on a battleship, which uh, under siege would probably count as Die Hard on oh, a ship. Yes. Yep. Die oh, hard Die Hard on a train then under siege, too. Yeah. Now sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speed is the uh, probably diehard on a bus, right? Sort of too diehard on a cruise ship. Yeah. Let us not forget that executive executive <laughs> decision came out before this. The the movie uh, executive decision. Everybody, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah, saw yeah. it together. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. I that, that I was shocked when I looked that up because as, as this movie was kind of first getting started, I'm like, oh, look at this amazing coincidence that he just gave an off the cuff speech about how we're not gonna you know, succumb to terrorists, and then uh, you know, like the terrorists immediately join him on his aircraft, right. and uh, like I was like, that's executive decision must have just copied all of this. No, 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 no. Yeah. This copied that. Oh, yeah. Whoa, that's weird. How, but not, I mean, the two are pretty close in time. I mean, sure, that one came out first, but like it had to be apart. like a year before. Yeah, it's like a year, year mm-hmm. apart, I think, something like yeah. that. But it did surprise me because in my head, I, that order's backwards. I have mm-hmm. it the other way. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Chronologically, it didn't work. And really pro- work out. It might be backwards because I, did, I saw this at the theater and I didn't see executive decision until later. So in my mind, I did watch it that way. So mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's, maybe that's actually what I ended up doing. I don't think I saw right. executive decision in theaters. But this, I, I mean, I did. wasn't rushing out to see Executive Decision, by the way. Here's the thing. This movie, uh, which I haven't mentioned yet, directed by Wolfgang Peterson, a guy's work I enjoy. I always, I always enjoy one of his movies here and there. Um, he, uh, or, or sorry, this this film, uh, whenever they do like a, who's the best president? Uh, who would you elect of all the movie presidents? There's like this poll. Oh, yeah, yeah. And um, mm-hmm. he always wins. He's won every yeah. time. The only person mm-hmm. to come so close is dude from Independence Day. President, what's his name? Just, um, you know, he's just got an unmemorable name. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, he's a, he's a. <laughs> I always call him, always call him President Solo. So, I mean, it's, it's all good. Yeah, I, don't, I don't need a name. Yeah. I President got it. Jones. There you go. I, I think a big part of that is that he is the main character badass. There's really not a lot of movies that portray the president first of all giving the president a lot of screen time right usually in movies the president is this uh behind closed doors person but Mm -hmm. like also a lot of screen time and he kills people and he fights and so on like that's just that's just really really rare i'm i'm kind of surprised there there aren't other movies that well, you part know, of it is, I think it's, it. I think it just is, it is a very much park your brain at the door kind of idea. Sure. You can say, yeah. well, he served in Vietnam and he saved all these people and he was a pilot there. And, and, and so now, so he's seen war, he knows but, what it's about and all yeah. this. And so you can kind of, kind of get your head behind that, but it, it does ask a lot of us to ex- assume that I always, the president I could do always this. have trouble with this when I see a older person, uh, portraying themselves as someone who learned how to fight in Vietnam going against someone who has more recent training mm. and is like, you know, 20 or 30 years younger than them. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's just not. Yeah. But happen. Harrison I mean, Ford has always done old guy strength really well. Yeah. Like yeah. he's yeah. in his 50, mid, mid to late fifties here, by the way. 
he looks amazing for for his fifties. Yeah. Uh, but he but when he does that like fugitive style face and just mm-hmm. you're like it's just like all like in your <laughs> there's a certain like chaos to the way he fights that that yeah. makes it better. Like to me, it's like right. this is you fighting for your very essence, not. A pre choreographed swing fest, you know, I'm gonna knock you right, out, right. Arnold style. It's something more than that, and that that always sells him for me, uh, you know, so that I can get over that hump that you just mentioned because that I, is I a be- hump. Well, totally I, be- a hump. I believed it when he like uh, when he finally no- when he finally knocks people out with like a chair or something. I'm like, okay, dirty pool, I got you. You can do that. That's absolutely uh, an acceptable way to beat someone who is younger than you. Yeah. But just fisticuffs straight to straight. I mean, yeah. Unless unless you're just some kind of you know, assassin. And why would you be president if you were that? Well, and I, I want to go back to Scott's biggest point earlier, because I think this holds through the whole film. Uh, the, the ridiculous things that happen on the plane don't bother me at all. I don't think that I, I think as an audience, like that's what we're there for. But for some reason, the ridiculous things that happen back in the situation room in Washington, I can't stand I'm like, I'm like, no, no, they would not. No. And they wouldn't do that either. And it's like, wait a minute. Why am I suspending disbelief so easily on the one, right. but not the other? And and the answer is Harrison Ford. It's just Harrison yeah. Ford. Yeah. He's just like, I am going to go with whatever stupid stuff he does. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. oh, he just choked a guy out and then just left him sleeping. Okay. Yeah. yeah for not right. very long. That bothered <laughs> right. me. I was, yeah. like, I was like, dude, you better like really, you like better kill him because yeah. he's back up in a tie, few minutes. At least tie his hands behind his back or something because. Uh, <laughs> right. Because yeah. he could just be playing too. Like you get, yeah. you get uh, uh, choked like that. Go limp. Yeah. like, okay, I guess yeah. he must be unconscious. I'm just going to leave him and go do something else yeah meanwhile back in washington some people say some things about you know like like that slightly contradict whatever i saw on the west wing or veep and i'm just like right. no, bad movie <laughs> it was very west wing on the ground for me not nearly as entertaining but well, they had that yeah. whole let's walk and talk and it was like a bad version of the west wing on the yeah ground. exactly mm-hmm. yeah. yeah which yeah. And, it, and, not and, good. and it's unfortunate because i do think that your backup your you know Back. Meanwhile, uh, you know, it's usually like uh, what's his name? Um, Morgan Freeman is usually the guy back at home, you know, dealing with whatever like he was in those uh, those also diehard like movies. The, the Olympus has fallen and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and you can count on them to be freaked and trying to run things the best they can and making these hard decisions. But in this one, it just came off as watching Three Stooges. Like every time it would cut to them, it would be this serious thing happen on the plane and they'd be like. Poking each other in the eye and just looking. Oh, we don't know what to do. We don't know what to do. I'm in charge here. No, I'm in charge. Terrible. Is that is that to increase our uh, concern for the president? Like, oh God, he can't die. We can't. Look who he's going to leave in command if something happens to him. And by the way, the the entirety of our concern is based on that that idea that the president is very very important. And I don't mean the presidency. I yeah, mean, not the office in the, the man yeah. is somehow like the most important thing. And the movie does a great job, in my opinion, of keeping that of holding it up and not dropping it. But in when I step back away from it, I'm just like, oh, Glenn Close could do that job. This is not a big deal. You know, right. like, mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. It's, it's very clear to me that in, in reality, right, I am I am definitely I definitely don't think that the president, the man is like 
so terribly valuable. But I don't know what this movie did. How did this movie make me think that his life was so damn important? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he Well, you you yeah. he didn't think it was very important compared to everybody else's. So kind of why why should we all yeah, that was pissing me yeah. off. That was yeah. pissing me off. That's the kind of thing that that a that a char- that's a character flaw. It's what? like uh it kind of care is. about other people yeah. more than yourself. What do you mean? Yeah. And when you're in the position that you are the most important uh, asset we have and you keep wanting to throw it away and we keep going, no dummy, you mm-hmm. need to get to safety because it's more than you. The vice president has the line, which really stuck with me where she says he doesn't have the right to risk himself like that. Right. And right. I was like, Whoa, wow. Yeah, I guess that's true. Right. Like, I mean, like is the, it though? Like the, the noble thing. Yes. Is to put your family before yourself, but you have to also look at, all right, what, what kind of uh, stuff happens if a terrorist takes out the president? What does that do to any other wannabe terrorists out there? What does it do right. for the appearance of our country? What does it do for the actual um, running of our country? It's, Right. It's also based on nothing. You don't know that he's going to follow through on his end, which he absolutely didn't. He immediately says, right. I'm sorry, I lied or whatever. You're totally right yeah. about all that. But I do want to say, OK, I'm going to say I agree with you guys, but I want to say the movie earned it because yeah, of this. Absolutely. Harrison Ford gave in that moment what I believe to be to this day after seeing it again, I reconfirmed it in my mind the best performance he's ever given in that moment. Oh, he was yeah. really, really he something to, right when now. When he has to turn about mm-hmm. face, when he's when he's telling Gary Oldman, you can't, you can't, I don't negotiate. Nope. I've been I've been saying it this whole movie. I'm not negotiating. And he gets he all broken up. He's like, he realizes this daughter he's talking about, this yeah. gun to the head. Like anybody with mm-hmm. kids can relate to this. Like there's a there's yeah. this moment there where I went, Oh my gosh, freaking Harrison Ford. I didn't know you had this in you, mm-hmm. dude. Like that yeah. really it was got me. I, I disagree with you on, on one uh-huh. little, like where you say the best, like for me, you, he will never do anything that, that was better than his acting in The Fugitive. I think oh. that, is, that is the pinnacle of his career. But this is number two. This yeah. is right. What, what, what about what about the look on his face when Kylo Ren stabs him? <laughs> <laughs> what about regarding Henry, that's, Randy? That's yeah. pretty, what that's about pretty regarding Henry? Yeah, I think regarding Henry is actually bad. Like, <laughs> really? I think oh, oh, oh really? Well, I like regarding yeah, Henry. I, I like that. Yeah, movie. I do too. But, yeah. but uh, yeah, and the Force Awakens, right? It's so fraught, so it's really hard to. It's hard to. Yeah, like, look I guess at what that I'm saying is just like as a personal, as a single moment, not an overall performance. Because I think you're probably right about the Fugitive overall, like from top to bottom. But but as a single standout moment in any film he's ever been in, some of the best ones like Witness and others, like this, this mm-hmm. really stood out in what is otherwise just kind of popcorn good fun. Like there's nothing about the there's no this one there this movie was nominated for best editing. Uh, in a year where all the other right. editing awards or uh, nominations went to Best Picture nominations, this thing right. was never going to be bound to win much more than something like that. But there's just just that moment, and I just thought, well, man, Harrison Ford, you can you pull this out more often and show us your mm-hmm. show us your acting wings, chops. <laughs> chops. <laughs> Yeah, because yeah, it was really, I, it really got show me. Us your like, Ford. It, it was show emotional. It my wife, <laughs> my wife got a little choke sitting next to me. She watched this one with me, and and but she's a sucker for this. When he said "Get off my yeah, plane," she yeah. went "Woo!" like that. Yeah, <laughs> that, is, that is like that is like the every everybody. It's hard not to watch things leading up to that. And when he says "Get off my plane," not to go "Woo!" I don't. I just you can't. Yeah. You can't avoid it. Yeah. 
It's uh, it's it's a fun time though, man. I just had so much fun with this movie. I'll it, tell you, we we haven't talked about Gary Oldman's performance, but I mean, from the get go, as soon as you see him, you're like, oh, he's the bad guy. Yeah. I mean, if you've never seen this movie before, as soon as Gary Oldman walks up, it's like, oh, there he is. He's great. There's our. He's foil. great in it. And, he's uh, so great in he's it. He's great, and yep. he he brings this thing that makes you sympathize somewhat. You're both mad at yourself and mad at the terrorists, and it's like. Oh, but he's right. You know, we, we did this and we did that. And, and, oh, here's our, here's, here's our, uh, you know, we're finally sowing what we, you know, we're reaping what we slept. So, and it's kind of like, that's hard mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. That's hard. He, to by do. the way, uh, Air Force One and the Fifth Element, same year. So d- busy dude that year. Yeah, yeah. Well, he yeah. was, his hair was much, Air Force <laughs> One was much better in this one. <laughs> yeah. Didn't need that plastic cover thing on it. But he, he right. was like, they called him Scary Oldman on the set. Because he he was the friendliest, nicest guy. They joke around and stuff. There's this note here. Yeah. Uh, where is it? Uh, oh, maybe I didn't put it in. But anyway, there was this conversation. There was a conversation back and forth with him and Harrison Ford all the time that was very jovial, good time, working out their scenes together. And then Harrison Ford he said he would snap uh, suddenly yeah. and just turn That's into legal. that scary old man. And it would really mm. freak everybody out because he was mm. so intense. And then he would loosen like- up again. I like knowing that because I always wondered if he was one of those that stayed in character, like was method actor and stayed in character during cameras are off. No, I'm going to go over here and eat my food. You, you leave me alone. Go away. You know. But uh, I like trailer. knowing that he's yeah. that he's a uh, you know, genuine down to earth, nice guy in between. Yeah. And also I, just such a damn fine actor and so sells this role, even though it's so over the top yeah. and, and is, could be fraught with like, Every mm-hmm. crappy Russian Trope. terrorist stereotype that you could think of, and yet he, I think, rises above all that and, and just comes off. I don't real. think that this uh, would have been cast this way nowadays. Mm. Like, I think this is kind of a, a a relic at this point that you put a an Englishman, just an old school Englishman, in the role of you know a, a Balkan state terrorist. You know what I mean? Like, sure. it just. Uh, like now you would find somebody that better fit the the look and feel and didn't have to put on a stupid accent. Um, you know, like uh, I, I throughout the movie, I just kept looking at Gary Oldman and saying, come on, be serious black for me. I like you as yeah. serious black. There was nobody in the late 90s that was I'll just I'll list a few things. He well, was Zorg in the Fifth Element. Yeah. Air Force mm-hmm. One, of course, here. Yeah. Dr. Smith, ultimate bad guy in oh, Lost in Space. Lost yeah. in Space. Yeah. 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 Oh, here's, he here's his pinnacle role in 1999. Pontius Pilate and oh, Jesus, yeah. the TV miniseries. Yeah, there you yeah. go. I remember, <laughs> I remember that. I watched that. He he's he just eats up everything he does. And and mm-hmm. in this particular case, I, I agree with you, Randy. They probably would, but it's funny because all of his henchmen were actual Baltic state, you know, Eastern right. Russian, you know, descent. Except him, like he's the only one that isn't. And you probably would hire differently. Like I would have put. Peter Stormare in, in charge of this oh, group or something. That, I think that'd been good. But he's I Swedish. Think so. Gary Oldman gets this role directly from his performance in The Professional. Mm. Uh, uh, yeah. Like he's mm. the he's the heavy, he's the bad guy in The Professional. Yeah. The, that was he on movie? Was he Russian in that one? Accent was no, no. He's just an American. Uh, just, okay. or no, he was English. I guess he played yeah, British. Yeah, I guess, he was, but, he was okay. British. Yeah. Uh, but um, it's the one where he goes. One that face he makes <laughs> so good, so good. We gotta watch the was, professional. By the way, we need. Yeah, to that'd that. be that would be a good one to watch. What yeah. was the? He was in True Romance. Is kind of like a weird Rastafarian. 
gang leader, wasn't he? Uh, and I'm trying to remember. And and like for me, at least in my experience, he's he's he burst onto the scene as Lee Harvey Oswald in that oh. terrible JFK uh, movie. Whoa, JFK. terrible! Slow down. Absolutely the worst thing that Slow. Oliver Stone ever did. <laughs> Slow lot. down there for a second. Oh, you're old. Yeah, we need to discuss this for a second. I. I don't think it's an accurate film or historically <clears throat> on point or anything, but I love JFK. That thing is an amazing movie. We are on two How different planets. How much of that is because you love Kevin Costner? That's though. a big part of it, but I also love so everybody else in it, including a small cameo from John Candy, an amazing performance by Tommy Lee Jones. Kevin Bacon shows Kevin up Bacon. in that thing. Yeah. I love that movie. You're- I miss when Tommy Lee Jones was in every film. I miss those days, <laughs> dude. There's a part. There's a part where uh, uh, who's the uh, who's the coach in the uh, I can't think of a damn name. But anyway, this is some of these names. Oh, I know who I'm thinking of. Walter Matthau. Walter Matthau plays a senator in that ah. thing. Freaking uh, Edward Asner. Ed Asner's in that thing. Uh, mm. Sally Kirkland. These are amazing people. Jack Lemon. Incredible role <laughs> these in there. Are amazing people. <laughs> like amazing old and new actors. People from cross generations of acting all coming together to be in a, a you know. A conspiracy movie that doesn't have a ton of legs to stand on, and then Kevin Costner at his height—you're crazy, you're insane. I love this movie. <laughs> All right, I've defended—I've defended myself. I rest my case. Have you? Have you though? Well, plus it got parodied on Seinfeld, so it has to be good. Yeah, it has no, to be right. good. To front, to the back, or no? How's it go? To back and to the left. To the left. <laughs> They're real and they're spectacular. (laughs) Wrong, wrong, wrong quote. I think I think Oliver Stone is a fantastic uh, filmmaker. I think he's uh, like uh, one of the, you know, like one of the top fifty of all time, uh, Mm. you know, filmmakers. And I will, I will absolutely go there with you for movies like Platoon or Natural Born Killers or The Doors. Absolutely, even I'll I'll even say Born on the Fourth of July is a really good movie. This particular movie, JFK. It may as well be Oliver Stone making an episode of Infowars with Alex Jones, and like I can't, <laughs> I can't forgive it. It doesn't matter how much good acting is in it; it is based on abject lunacy, and it's an insult to your intelligence. And you shouldn't watch it. Like, oh, you're an insane! I've never person. seen it, and it's, now I must watch it. Yeah, you need to see it. It's awesome. Durandy is crazy. He's a crazy person, and he is. <laughs> It's an yeah. amazing film that should be seen by everybody. <laughs> and almost I mean this one- is this is exactly like the the big problem with all of humanity in the internet age is that is that uh you know conspiracy theories are so easy to promulgate and people who don't know better and can't look at them critically uh, are just eating them up and turning around and sharing them with others. Well then they're like, dummies, look- but some of us can watch movies made in 1993 and not go I believe right, this right. has turned me around. I'm on. I'm on. Get my guns and freaking defend myself from right. the people who yeah, killed I, you. I, I, I just think, watch it because it's a great I, I movie. Don't, I don't think those people who are giving you trouble about their conspiracy theories are pulling it from the JFK movie. They're pulling it from the History Channel, where they've watched all these alien and conspiracy mm-hmm. shows. They're not getting JFK. They're not getting that. That's for us who are smart enough to go. Oh, oh. I mean, I get it. I get where you're coming from, and I get like, you know. Misinformation. The, the, what's coloring this is we live in the age of like horrendous misinformation, and now it's and now it's kind of easy to go back in time and go, oh well, this, 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 and this, and this. These are all forms of, you know, you could you could uh, interpret this as. I challenge you to ask anyone on Facebook where you've probably seen these conspiracy conspiracy theorists 
ask them if they've ever seen JFK the movie and ask them what they think about it. Well, they probably have. And I'm pretty I'm pretty sure they'll go no, <coughs> never saw it. Oh, really you think? I think oh, they no. I think Th- plenty those of people them those people don't watch JFK. Like, of course I've seen it. Yeah, that's another <laughs> and then one. Then ask them if they watch the History Channel. Yeah. <laughs> with aliens versus what is it? What is the stupid show? <laughs> Alien and Prophets or something? It's What's the it called? The first thing I think of when you say the History Channel is that meme of the dude with the whacked out hair going the whacked out hair. Because yeah. that's what they're watching. I've yeah. talked to these people. I live near these people. I live around these people. Sure. These are the people. Here, here's what I'm saying. <laughs> here's what I'm saying. If this, if the movie can be viewed in in, in from the lens of is it making a, a a mountain out of a molehill in terms of its source material? Yes, hundred percent. Yeah. Is it really well made? Yes, hundred uh, percent. I can watch stuff like that and not not suddenly go, oh, wait a minute. Everything I thought I knew was a lie. The whole thing was, I, I just, uh, that's for, that's for idiots. And those idiots have always been around. So I, I, I don't know how you get around this. Like without, mm-hmm. without telling people you can't do a thing, like someone turning around saying, I'm sorry, uh, Oliver Stone, you can not make the movie about the thing you want to because somebody out there might dislike it or, or might, might take it too seriously. I just, I can't live in that world. People have got to be it's able really, to make it. Thing. It really is the big controversy of the 21st century. How do we st- how do we stop people's brains from being poisoned and that poison from spreading? Like uh, I don't I don't I don't have the answer because yeah. we're talking about free speech. Yeah, and it's just like mm-hmm. how do we stop it? Like what if what if it just leads straight to the end of the species? I don't know. I don't know how to stop it. Yeah, that's the problem. If you if you if you think it is. Uh, and, and not talking about this movie in particular because I don't. This is this is this is nothing new. Okay, this that, is, I know. Absolutely, don't, don't, let, don't let don't let any of this thing. The, our politicians have gotten into a place where they're all saying that this is the worst it's ever been. This is the most extreme it's ever been, and none of that's true. None of that's true. Yeah, there's been extremism way before now, and we are in a very moderate time. Even though it feels like we're in a very tumultuous time, we're not. We're very moderate, so it's I mean, don't let connected. don't let this fear mongering that's going on no, out no, here. No, no, it's all what, is it, the extremist. what it is is we're it's all conne- we're all connected in a way we've never been before, and therefore everything gets yeah. amplified. And then that and that in itself could be dangerous. There's no question about it. But I, I, like Randy says, what do you what do you do? Like, yeah, I don't want to say I, there can't be life. rules that say I'm sorry if nobody can make a film about JFK's assassination. That's just the rules. I don't want to live in that world either. No, so, that's the, that's that's the going exact opposite direction. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to do that. Um, all right, got some scrutiny. Let's do some scrutiny Ooh. here. Hold on. Wait, where is it? Right here. Scrutiny. Okay. Initially, director Wolfgang Peterson was denied access to the real life Air Force One. A telephone call from Harrison Ford to the White House soon changed that. <laughs> yeah. Come on, man. Let's look at just come on. Let me look at the plane. I mean, do you come think on, he really called Bill Clinton and said, "Bill, can we use the real plane?" And Bill said, "Well, well, I'm sure. I'm, I'm just getting to BJ. <laughs> Who is this again, Harrison donut. Ford? Yeah, just, like I don't I, just don't don't open the third drawer in the now, cabinet. Harrison Ford <laughs> is, a, is a right. Harrison Ford's a a, a real pilot, and so I, I wonder. Oh, you think that I wonder, he's got. He's I wonder when it went further. The president. Yeah, I wonder which which went further if it was in tandem, his his celebrity or his uh, you know. His I don't know. I don't know. Here's here's a good one for Randy because I know he likes Randy Newman. So so do you, Ebbett. You're fans, right? <laughs> fans of Randy <laughs> Newman. Yeah, uh, yeah. Additional scrutiny though says Randy Newton was originally hired to provide the film score. However, Wolfgang Peterson felt it was too serious to the point of being unintentionally funny. 
Jerry Goldsmith, <laughs> Jerry Goldsmith, our most prolific uh, film sack. Uh, you composer, better right? get Bye. off my plate. <laughs> you better get off my plate. I knew this was going to happen if I brought it up. Give you a parachute and wrap a cord around your neck, and then you go and get off my plate. <laughs> it's that, that's what that's all I can think when you say Randy Newman. That's the only thing I can think. True story. It's like yeah. it's so iconic. His his music for uh, Major League basically is what comes to mind. Ah, right? Like, yeah, yeah, how yeah. could that apply? <laughs> Really? I just think of Toy Story. That's all I think of when I think of (laughs) it. That's all I can think of, too. I know he's done great instrumental work, but all I can think of is that he'd have some vocal song. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, what that voice is. But Jerry Goldsmith, guy we've seen a billion times on this show, comes in, gets hired last minute, 12 days to come up with an alternative, did it. Now here's the scrutiny part. Newman later recycled much of his rejected score for Toy Story 3. I don't believe it. <laughs> oh, that would be fantastic. That's all interchangeable, that. right? I mean, uh, you know, this action uh, uh, adventure film in the sky and uh, children's Pixar movie. Sure. Uh, I feel like this needs to be the episode of Film Sack where every piece of trivia is <laughs> where we scrutinize right? everyone. <laughs> Well, you might be right. Here's another one. We were talking about Kevin Costner. The lead role was written for him, uh, He said they say, but he was heavily committed to The Postman, also came out that year, and that he suggested Harrison Ford for the part. Uh, additional scrutiny, please. <laughs> I don't think, when did this conversation happen where Kevin Costner's like, oh, I'd really like to be on this plane movie, but you know You know, who, you know who you should get is uh, Harrison Ford. I think he has a direct line to Bill Clinton, so he could probably <laughs> get the Air Force, actually, Air Force One. <laughs> <laughs> right like what a weird thing but i could see kevin costner in this role no problem could totally yeah. do it oh sure. absolutely yeah so mm-hmm. that part that that part seems right to me but uh god has he has he played a president i'm trying to think if he's ever is it right ah that's a good question he he is presidential but he's presidential but has he played a president i can't think of any i'm looking at i mean he, the only time he worked for the federal government was in the postman right i think that was the only time i uh, right. uh nope he was special assistant to the president in 13 days oh he he was a bodyguard once uh swing vote he was uh oh he was just like a um the deciding factor uh, between two i votes. thought he was was he was he a, was he just the deciding factor between the votes or was he like a oh yeah he was he really was just a Oh, yeah. He really was just the guy who was going to yeah, decide yeah, the election the because guy. of his vote. Yeah. You're right. I thought you that was what was supposed to be the thing. I never right. saw that. I didn't movie. either. Yeah. But I didn't right. No, okay. he's one time because he seems like he seems like he should be a guy who played the president. He never played the president. You know what it is? It's all the Jack Ryan times. We're just thinking of those. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah, he's in the one. president's room hanging out and stuff. And apparently, mm-hmm. by the way, he pushed really real hard. To get, he wanted this to be PG-13 real bad. Harrison Ford did. Mm-hmm. And um, how bad did he want it? Like holding well, your pee bad? Like oh, it's gotta be. Bad, <laughs> oh, I guess bad enough, bad enough that he campaigned with the studio over and over and over to do it, and they thought he was going to get it done because this worked uh, with clear and present danger, according to the right. trivia. And they changed their rating from R to PG thirteen, so he thought he could do it here. And I, for one, I'm glad it failed because I so prefer level the of take. Harrison Ford influences. Can see Air Force One cannot change ratings. Right, that- cannot change ratings or fly a plane. Interesting. Uh, properly without crashing into a park and then hey he's done pretty good except for that one time yeah (laughs) i i feel like i feel like uh this is the perfect example of sometimes what once was r is now kind of pg-13 yeah and i don't Mm -hmm. know exactly why i feel that i didn't i guess i just didn't know this was rated r 
and until you just brought it up just right now. Yeah. And right. I, I wasn't thinking of it as, ooh, man, mm-hmm. mm, adults only. Right. Man, right. Do, you see, do you see them titties? You know, like I just didn't. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was, it was wow. pretty violent. You know, I mean, there was some pretty real uh, intense moments, I guess, and that's where most of it comes from. Mm-hmm. Not the language. Yeah. Sure, I mean, but, you know, the headshot of the uh, yeah. press secretary in front of the wife and child of the president's mm-hmm. kind of. Even though it's shown off screen, you hear it and you hear the screen. Right. It's like, oh, well, you God. see the bullet hole appear in his head, but yeah, they kind of quickly go well, away. The, the oh, secretary the lady was a totally. Um, her, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She pressed, I guess maybe she's just well, uh, she deserves tour guide. Yeah. <laughs> she deserves, Mel- Melanie deserved what she got because she started off with, like, hello, terrorist. Here is everything about Air Force One you'll <laughs> ever right. need to know. Yeah. Here's the keypad. If you ever need to use it, the code is 4519. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like loose lips sink ships, Melanie. Yeah. Come planes. on. Loose, loose planes. No, how do you rhyme it with planes? Help me here. Right. Loose, loose brains sink planes. There, there you go. go. Blow Damn, up Brian, look at you with the fast whip out of the brain. <laughs> Boom. That was good. I used to work with Johnny Cochran. I, I have a. I have a t- <laughs> oh, well. Then, now it all well, makes sense. But you got to acquit if they don't fit. So, yeah. Donna Bullock. <laughs> if it doesn't acquit. Exactly. If it doesn't acquit, you must fit. Is that what you said? Right. <laughs> must. Don't have a fit. We're going to acquit. Xander uh, Berkeley, by the way, yeah. is uh, you remember that guy from Twenty Four, the series with uh, mm-hmm. you remember that guy, and then he's like he's like the turn guy, right? He's the guy that 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 betrays his country, and I wanted to know more, and they never really gave it I to us. Really, his- genuinely, one hundred percent believe that was Christopher Negroni. Oh, <laughs> I, weird. I, oh, really? I spent the whole movie thinking, oh, you're gonna- really. You're going to be a tough cop on TV later. You, you, right? Like I am shocked huh. that that wasn't that Christopher Negroni guy. Negroni, mm. who's Christopher well, Agent- Negroni? Who is that? Agent- I can't think of who that is. Christopher Negroni. Hold on, Microni. Uh, Do I not have his name right? Oh, oh Maloney. 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 The, uh, the, the Law and Order Special Victims Unit. So you're thinking of that guy. Yeah. 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 He, they, they have a very similar vibe for sure. But I, okay. I we can't. Negroni's just, a cocktail, isn't it? And it's making me thirsty. Mm, I want a Negroni. <laughs> Here's the thing about Xander Berkeley and about that role. And I'm, this is my biggest complaint about the movie. So this is a situation where this guy's the inside reason that the terrorists can even do the anything. Ball. He took out yeah. the guard yeah. dudes. Now the guns are open. Now they can, you know, basically take over. And if it wasn't for him, they couldn't have done that. Now, throughout the rest of the film, he basically plays dumb and acts like he's still part of the good guys and doesn't need to do anything except tor- sort of look suspicious. He's biding his time, right? He's right. trying to But take in the, the end, shot. why didn't he? He should have just escaped with everybody else because now he's off the hook. Anyone mm-hmm. who can implicate him is dead. Right. So Made why did he still sense. do it? What was his motivation? I don't know. He's yeah. an, he's he's Agent Gibbs. So I was trying to figure out why he had to wait until after everybody left, including the president, because he didn't uh, he didn't attempt to kill the president again uh, or to show himself uh, until he found out that that was the last zip line over. And he's like, oh, forget that crap. Oh, was, it, was there only one zip line left? Is that the? Yeah, okay, yeah, that, the, uh, then, the pilot said we, we've... There's yeah, only we've, time for one more. Zip, right, right. One okay. more back and forth. Okay, then you, what you've done now is answered my question then, because what I thought, <laughs> I thought he just suddenly went, and now I will reveal myself. I didn't, re- I didn't it's connect that. us too, and, yeah. and William H. Macy must die for no reason at all. <laughs> <laughs> you got to love, though, the, the uh, planes going up and down, and poor uh, uh, Paul Guilfoyle. 
I laughed out loud when he went when he was like reaching out and pulling back the other way. Oh man, the okay. So let's talk about you know pretty good uh, special effects, good green screening. But there was a couple of moments where they had people just in dark sky moments that made Mm -hmm. me laugh. Uh, His his zip lining across was quite funny because in such a weird position. Also, just the facts, uh, lady. Her being happy while getting away on the on the parachute made me laugh. Oh, was, yes. You know what I'm talking yes. about? <laughs> yep, exactly. The, It'd be very easy to forget lady. about the fax lines. And then she's yeah. all like, Wee. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I alluded to this in my intro, but it's it's like negative 10 degrees up there. It's There's yeah, no yeah. air. They're like, you know, right. people who parachute from above cloud line have to have an oxygen mask and, and stuff like that. Yeah. So I don't know how she could look so happy when she, A, was freezing and B, couldn't right. Yeah, she was stoked. She was out. She was like, I did the facts thing. I'm out. And she got out of there. I've done my job. I did my duty. I'm going to be the new Postmaster General. (laughs) That's true. That's true. That was the promise. If this is true, I'll make you the, and which would be great because I haven't seen my USPS package in almost a week now. Oh, yeah. We could tell. We (laughs) could use her. We could use her. She'd be great. Yeah, we could use her. Lewis DeJoy, take off. We got a new lady coming in. She's ready to roll. Right. Anyway, uh, yeah, the th- the thing with the dude at the agent bit now makes more sense to me. I still think it's a little thin. Pushing it's it. very thin. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah. it was unnecessary. I was already. I it was really unnecessary. So what do you think was in it? He's for him? either really it, dumb or just so angry at the president that he's got to he's right, got to yeah. blow his cover. But it, but it was pretty funny with him. Uh, with him, like in the plane at the at the doorway, going, "No, what have I done?" Oh no! yeah, yeah. Again, <laughs> they have no idea how air suction and stuff works. Like you yeah, see right. movies yeah. where yeah. even a small crack in a window, right? And, and they're and, pretty. They're pretty low. How many feet were they supposed to be? So I mean, ten thousand uh, feet still. They had, yeah, well, they had slowed. No, it was well below ten thousand feet. They were like four hundred feet above the ocean, and they had slowed well, I down it was considerably. Because uh, William Macy was like, "Okay, it's your ten thousand feet there. We gotta." <laughs> It's time to let you go. No, that was that was like ten minutes worth of dialogue prior when he said that before they sit there and had to like pontificate what they were going to do. I am paying attention uh, to altitude, Wade. He said at one point. Exactly. Yeah. No. He, uh, but this, that stuff was pretty loose. They were also the pod. Yeah. The pod doesn't it's exist. Fine. There is no pod escape pod in these planes. I I was curious about that. I do like oh. the idea there being a pod. There, the, no, the there idea has is to nice. be any, like a little presidential escape pod. Nope, Absolutely. Not such a thing. Every, really? They, if That's there's fake? been any sense, but there was all this controversy at the time, everybody asking wow. everybody and everybody with any familiarity with Air Force One is like, uh, no, there's well, not like, well, like they're going to yes, tell you. Like, like exactly. Of course you. they're going to say there's not an escape pod on the right. on Air Force One. I right. bet you there's the tour. no pod. Harrison Ford hooked him up and, and uh, <laughs> And Wolfgang got the tour. We he saw, said, oh, there is saw the pod. pod. I think there if there was a pod, we'd know there was a pod, and therefore those terrorists would know there was a pod, and they didn't know there was a pod. I, I think there's a lot of things going on there. Like uh, like Air Force One definitely would not have those guns. There would always be a station guard at any weapons uh, cache. They like were. They, they were all sitting there, and he One. shot them all up. Those are no, the just Agent Gibbs. No, they, he kind of no. There would have been. There's way more protection than that. And plus, I don't think you would. I don't know. There was just so many things. I'm sure. I'm sure anybody who's worked in Air Force One is like going. They right. farted. There's a whole. There's a Wait. whole huge list of. of <laughs> right. This is this is anachronistic about planes in general and Air Force One in specific uh, on TV tropes. There's this huge list. And are like, you, go what? ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I I, I just like. 
for me, the hardest part to believe is that all the shooting does no real damage to the plane. Yeah. They like, all shoot straight down the fuselage. So I, I, I kind of, it's like maybe, maybe, mm-hmm. but no. Still okay. very dangerous, right, Randy? So are you going to tell me that they made up all that Perrier and ocean spray and uh, milk <laughs> too? Like there's not really that much milk uh, on the plane that nobody oh. ever is going to drink before it all Oh spoils. my gosh, those beautiful refrigerators. I just wanted to spend right. some time down there just like <laughs> browsing through all the food. You know, um, yeah. there's, a, there's a bunch of things. Like for instance, uh, planes don't use colored wires because you, you're like, you'd be crazy to do that. So, in, so in, no red, white, blue? You might, oh. you might have mechanics yeah. who are colorblind. That so red, white, blue they, thing was so they use Yeah, they use wires that are written on, yeah. and, you know. Right. Mm. Like do not cut. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I even got a piece of masking tape that says uh, "important." <laughs> right. It was almost like the movie was like, you know, we need to do we need to do three major tropes. One is uh, the wiring, and let's be yeah, funny and make it red, white, wire. and blue yep. because whoever made this plane was obviously, oh, it's America. We're doing red, white, and blue wires, and then hey, how about we have a guy dive in front of the president and take a bullet, and then later have a plane dive yes. in front of the president yeah. and take yeah. a bullet. <laughs> that was so... I laughed harder last night at that uh-huh. than I've laughed at anything yeah. in months. Yeah, yeah. That cracked you know, me up so hard there, I forgot all about it. There's one thing in the in this film that I hate in storytelling in general, uh, especially in movies, where uh, this is something that never happens in real life. You don't have a problem that you're working on, trying to figure out, and then notice, like, oh, look, this milk was shot, and it's losing milk fuel. I should release the fuel. That's not how our brains jump from here to there. I know that you could go, well, you know, Newton got hit on the head by a, by a, by an apple. That's how it's like, no, that's a story. That's a story. No, this is not how the human brain works. You don't solve one problem in this manner not i am such an idiot that i did not i was trying to figure out why is he looking at the milk like that and how is that and i keep waiting for that to pay off and i did just now when you said that i was like oh yeah that's the fuel okay that's not how the human mind no i did not i'm i'm an idiot i did not make that connection until you just well let me tell you how the human mind does solve problems uh he comes up with this idea that if they would shoot a missile at the plane it would it wouldn't disable yes. the plane it would just rock the plane and he needed right. the plane to get rocked because that would make the terrorist's job a lot harder uh guess what i would have done i would have <laughs> said all right i need you guys to shoot a missile every 2 minutes now yeah, until yeah. this is resolved you know yeah. like yeah. I, I i don't understand why we only shoot the one missile one time that just i don't know why do it? Yeah, why do it? Yeah. Oh, I got a chick in the bucket. I don't. Um, and oh, correct me, do you? Correct me I if I'm wrong. I thought all the chickens took the zipline. All Hold right, on. good. Right. Grab a no, no, the chick in the bucket to me uh, was the guy carrying the football. Uh, the the nuclear coats. Oh, no. They, they the showed hell? him. They oh. showed him somebody as important as him, and then they just wiped him away later on. It's like they they didn't they didn't tell me what happened yeah. to him. But Good they call. did just like go. Oh well, he's pointless now. We re- we changed all the codes. No, that's like, a that's a perfect call. That's I didn't right, think yeah. about it. He he came. That's an that is a very important job, and he shows up. <laughs> right. I mean, it's so important. You got to handcuff that thing to your arm. Yes, but yeah. then as soon as they change, as soon as on the ground they change the nuclear codes, you are the most dispensable, useless person. <laughs> right. With a with you're a dumb a, briefcase you're, attached. Right, to you're the a dummy ever. with it. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. That's job security. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I only I, have I a. Thought, oh, go ahead. That's a human I, job. 
I thought way too much about that. Like, <laughs> okay, so they just changed the codes. Now who has them? Who's the <laughs> right. who, yeah, yeah? Who's the new quarterback now? Right. Like I, I was just like the movie's going on and on, and I'm sitting there going, okay, so I guess now I guess they assigned the vice president the security of the nuclear right. Code. But do they do that before they invoke the 25th? They're like, <laughs> just like <laughs> man, I need freaking uh, uh, what's his name uh, uh, Aaron Sorkin to tell me. I need oh, this is true. <laughs> He's great at that. Yeah, so and uh, the. Uh, oh, I was just going to say about that. Oh, when she tore up the document with all the signatures and put it back in the yeah. file, all I could think of was how much money that's worth. Yeah. Like, oh, if this was true. a real incident, oh, right? During now, such an iconic time oh in American gosh, history. Dude. Yeah. 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 It's, it'd be and like having... Um, that also... Yeah. It does point out the fact that there are a lot of people on the cabinet who want to see the president replaced. Yeah. Like that she, was, that uh, thing was full of signatures. She could, <laughs> oh, yeah. Give me that. Who? I'll sign that. Yeah. But that, she did what that, that tells me is those, that's not, those aren't loyal too. appointees at all. Like, they're just all. Yeah. Like, no, there's there's a lot of dissent among the I, That's yeah. what was interesting. I thought they didn't get a chance to explore. I'm like, oh, well, maybe they're, uh, you know, a, a one party that does not. Uh, mm-hmm. is is not really in power they're just in the executive branch and the rest of the branches are occupied by another party and maybe that's the whole thing she's afraid mm-hmm. to relinquish or to take that control because she would be up against it yeah well, yeah that's true what'd you guys think right, of once again sweet, aaron sorkin uh, what'd you think of the sweet uh, uh, cra- uh plane crash tech tech we had <laughs> and a lot more man uh, oh man uh, oh, level man. uh special <laughs> effects that looks so bad and i don't remember I, it looking that bad i have to admit i thought no. okay here I, we go we're gonna see some sweet 90s stuff and it was bad yeah i was uh a little impressed i was actually surprised at how good it was for the time Ooh. i i had my expectations so low and then when the plane finally crashes into the ocean which i you know was expecting i was looking forward to it it was all right i wasn't it wasn't that bad uh it didn't need to be in the movie ultimately right. like i if i had oh. been making the movie in 97 i would have said okay let's cut that let's just have Here. a huge explosion of water mm. and that'll that'll be enough i don't need to see you know mm. Yeah, it's uh, it could be done. I mean, I just all I can think of is like, man, that would look so cool today. Like, well, we're, here's, we are here's so a question. Good at that now. Yeah, I I watched it in UHD on a 4K TV. Randy, uh-huh. did you get the UHD and watch it in 4K? I mean, I wonder if that leads somewhat to the reason why I was disappointed because it just didn't look good. Maybe I saw too I'm much. I'm sure that's a part of it, but I watched it. I got the 4K version, but I had to watch it on a in a windowed com- uh, mode on a computer screen because I'm I watched on my cell phone oh, on the toilet. Yeah. And stuff. And <laughs> I bought it. Bad. I rented it before I saw your post about it being four ninety nine on Amazon. Yeah. Like, oh, damn it. I would have gotten that one. Yeah. Right. So was an yeah. extra buck you. is all. Can you believe there's you, only a dollar difference between the rental a dollar and the difference? I know. Yeah. Wish I would have seen that. A bummer. I, I watched it in 1080p. Uh, I right. have, you know, that was the still good. That's, that's HD. Yeah. Still yeah. High. It still looks like and, shit is the point. And yes, it does. It absolutely does. It's just my expectations were worse and I was okay with it. Like I'm going to let that go there. There were, you know, like it's a, it's a movie that's just got an absolutely insane plot. And so if if a few visuals are, are a little, you know, aged, I'm all right. Yeah. I I, I thought it was all right. I mean, it wasn't, it was about what I expected. It so wasn't. I, it, I just know that it would have landed better. <laughs> landed. I don't mean to make a right. plane joke there, but <laughs> I mean, it landed on me you know, better if it didn't look quite so ancient. It looked real bad. So, sometimes I kind of want, I want a Ted Turner of our time to come in and go, you know, all those black and white movies you we all loved, we're going to colorize them. I would like to have somebody come in and just go, you know, all those crappy crashes that really don't really have to be crappy. We can, we can redo those. 
We can yeah. reshoot all of those. All in mm-hmm. CG. Mm-hmm. I think of that all the time, Scott. Every almost every movie we watch, mm-hmm. I think, what would it cost to make some of these little things, these visual things, to just remake them and make them better? And why why aren't there why isn't that money flowing, you know? Yeah. Right. I also think of like will the every time I see anything like this now, I go Oh, this they're gonna do all this in like that Mandalorian cave now, like the projection cave. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nothing will mm-hmm. anything with a fuselage, with movement, with camera controlled stuff to make it seem like you're outside hanging from a plane. All this stuff. We're we're now in a place where you can do it on a stage uh, and never leave and not have to be on location and it will be as believable as the real thing and well, then some. You, you say believable, but you gotta remember our our brains learn how to observe things like when you first watch 3d you have to you have to actually teach your brain to understand it to actually conceive it so 3d what do you mean like 3d like stereoscopic 3d like uh yeah like 3d movies and things we we don't we don't all we don't when you when you go in you don't actually understand it you have to kind of train your brain to understand what you're seeing and then translate that into uh, a language that your brain can understand. And I'm curious, like in 97, when we saw these, these, these special effects, they looked realistic to us. And, but as we, as we've gone along, we've learned the things that make it look unreal. Will that also happen with the Mandalorian technique? Oh, Absolutely. I don't know. Eventually, like maybe, eventually maybe. we will not believe it. We'll be like, Oh, those Maybe. characters, but all the, you're, the but what you're talking right. about, we're not talking about our brains changing. We're talking about techniques improving. Like when, when that, when we, when that thing landed in the water, nobody was any good at particle effect water stuff that just didn't exist. Then. But we didn't need it to be. Our brains had not been trained to spot. Uh, we, we are only looking at certain things. So our brains didn't know to look at for all these other things. And now we're starting well, that's what I'm saying. That's right, what I'm it. saying. It isn't your brain, though. It's it's progress. And as progress yeah. happens, you now have a higher expectation. And the higher your expectations, the I don't, more progress I disag- there is. I disagree with that. Like, maybe we're saying the same thing. Well, maybe we're saying let me, the same Let me look ahead, at it this way. Look at it this way. Like, if you're looking at a computer resolution, and if all you've ever known is right. 640 by 480, well, then you're fine with it until you see 1024 by 768. And then when you see 1080 right, right. by 1920, you're like, oh, my gosh. And that, now we're into 4K. Like... Now, when you see something old, 640 by 480, it's obvious. And you're like, my gosh, that looks terrible. I can't believe that used to be a resolution I was okay with. It's like that. And I, and, and I right. also I also want to, like, I, I this is a great discussion that's been happening ever since uh, uh, Rogue One, basically. And, uh, like, w- will Grand Moff Tarkin look terrible to us in 20 years and i don't think it i don't think he will mm. i really don't i think i think it will look pretty much exactly as it does now you know like you'll you'll see it and go oh i can tell there's some fakery going on there but it's it's still good it's real good mm. you know and i i i think that the the thing with air force one crashing into the water at the end of this movie i think i think people probably felt like it did look a bit fake at the time, hmm. you know, really, but we were I okay think, with it. I, I think you're, I think your brain can only consume so much information at one time. And I think there's, there was so much leading up to it that your brain only recognized the things that were telling the story and the expectations. I think our expectations changed. Like Scott was saying, as, as we go along and we learn these things. And I think as a result, we, 
fill in other bits. Maybe, but yeah, I but I, I remember we know how it's done, and we you know we know that we could easily download a piece of software for free that could probably do it better yeah, now. Than, these right. are all. So these I don't are all think factors, you would notice. But, you wouldn't notice the bat. That you wouldn't notice the things that were distracting. You wouldn't see them. I mean, when I I remember in theaters seeing this movie and thinking that that effect wasn't amazing, but I remember thinking this is as good as we have right now. You know, like I remember right. thinking, oh, that's cool because we can do that now. It used to be we couldn't even do this. But now that we can do something way better than that, it's it's hard for me to see it in any other light. Like it, it's just like it's like anything in life. You progress. You see new stuff. Mm. New stuff's better. And the graphics in this video game are better new than the ones we played better. before. Hold your roll, Scott. <laughs> like when we saw our first PlayStation. That's a pretty big statement. We saw our first PlayStation One game. We all lost our minds. 3D is here, baby. Can't believe it. Mm-hmm. And then look at those games now. Holy shit, they look bad. And why? Well, we progressed. <laughs> And we expect more now because we can. But do I guess more. I guess the question is: when you say we progressed, uh, I th- I think our pro- the progression is in our understanding of what we're seeing. I disagree. I See, this is where I think this is a weird. I mean, it's all very philosophical, and I really enjoy this kind right, of right, right. this kind of discussion. Is fun, but but what I'm saying is, look at inter- okay. Forget about visuals for a minute. Let's talk about internet speed. Back when you were on a 28k modem. You definitely know the difference between that and what you got today. And what you got today, you can't imagine not ever having again because it's amazing. And if someone mm-hmm. said, hey, go back to 28K, you're going to die because it's going to take eight hours for a, for a three megabyte song to download. Whereas I think now, that's a very, that's, I, think, I think that's a, a very narrow uh, look like. How do you perceive time? Is that that's that's well? I don't even mean time. Very I just narrow. Mean, I'm, I'm talking about I'm talking about time and space. What sure. we've seen visually, but I just mean like that's, I just mean like it's what, more complicated. What what is the what is actually happening, and what are your expectations now that you've right. had it? Like what what was life like before uh, antibiotics? Well, people died a lot right. more, and life expectancy was super low because infections went out of control. And then what happened? That comes around. And not so much. Everybody can survive things like, you know, weird eye infections or whatever it is they had that would lead to worse problems. And now we just have this expectation. Those go away. We're going to notice. We're going to go, oof, man, this was like the before times. It's like, so to me, that's how I look at that plane crash. Now, I, and, and we're looking at this in a, in a very, uh, you know, in a very personal way between, you know, we're, we're both from a certain generation. We've been exposed to the same things for the most part. What are these kids coming up? See, because they've never been exposed to this 1997 Air Force One. What's it look like to them? That was the re- question Randy was asking about uh, Tarkin. You know, is it is it going to look real to them? Maybe to us. Mm-hmm. Maybe we've locked it in. I'm just, I'm just saying that everything approaches reality in 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 this in this age where tech gets better what we are used to seeing gets better and so forth. It all is approaching reality. And so there's like a leveling off, right? We're getting, mm-hmm. we're getting closer and closer and closer. And at some point we don't care anymore. If you, Oh, you'd made it, you made it from 4k to 5k. I don't care anymore. Cause I can't see a difference. Mm-hmm. And that like, since we're there, it's real easy to look back way down the curve and right. go, oh, look at all the progress we have made. Therefore, we will make all of more progress in the future. No, actually, we won't. I, and I see. I and still, I think is I think it's very much what we've learned, not what we're being presented as as viewers. Because well, it's the same thing though. Like what? Right. You, what well, sort of. I mean, because what, you can make something look very realistic and elicit an emotional response, which is what art is. 
But I mean, I can also be emotionally attached to cartoon characters, which are not based in any reality other than the language that this artist has expressed and that I've chosen to. Yeah, but that's a know, separate thing. Like what I'm saying is like you you can tell the difference between Jurassic Park one and the new one they're making now. I Why? Can't. Because seeing those little bubble cars? No, sir. Gigantic. That's, not, <laughs> that's dumb. But I'm talking about CG dinosaurs. There's a gigantic right, right, right. leap forward, and it, and the change is obvious. Even though in '93 our minds were blown by that at that time, the groundbreaking work they were doing. Right. That's just like anything else. It's like you know. Yes, there's. You're talking about stylization and and going. I recognize a Peanuts cartoon immediately because. A Peanuts cartoon is a Peanuts cartoon. It will never, n- nothing will ever approach yes. it. It's this. this sounds like you're thing. saying a penis cartoon. I know. A penis I cartoon. Do it. Yeah, penis. Well, I mean, you, you got to recognize a penis. Cartoon. I mean, I was saying Everybody penis, does. but can you? I don't know what you can guys you are see talking it? about. Can you see the penis cartoon? I was absolutely talking about a penis. That's very realistic. <laughs> um, all right, what do you do? You have a guess on what you thought I thought was gross? Because I got to play that. Gross. It was a moment, but I can't recall what it mm. was. For me, it's a did very subtle, small thing. fingers in their mouth? Nope. When I, I mean, I already mentioned it at the top of the show, but when Gary Oldman kisses that girl, there was this thing where I was just like, I suddenly could perceive his breath. Like his breath. <laughs> just sudden. I had never thought of it. And now Scott has gotten into my head. Yeah. It's not. I mean, I honestly, that's on the list, but it's not quite there. Because um, it was creepy, but it didn't really bug me too much. All right. Here it is. It's the... Uh, dime store Daniel Stern, Russian pilot guy that was temporary pilot. All right, that guy. <laughs> was his, it he was sweaty when he mm. was flying that plane or trying to pull it up when they were almost when they landed and then pulled out again. <laughs> he had the most disgusting, viscous spit rolling off the bottom <laughs> of that giant lip of his. His giant yeah. bottom lip. <laughs> Are you talking about Peter Parker's landlord? <laughs> oh, that's true. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, was, that is who yeah. I'm talking about. <laughs> With the weird I daughter and that whole thing. That was yeah. him. I knew I recognized him from somewhere. Yeah. yeah. He's been around. He's done stuff. But his So when they stuff. landed at Ramstein Airport, is that where they landed at? I don't know. Ramstein? Was it Ramstein? I- yeah, I don't Hoss. know. They kept they, saying they, Ramstein. They all I could think yeah. was Duhas. Concourse. Do <laughs> That's all I could think of. I was like, stop it. You know who's really into Ramstein is my daughter. She cannot get enough of that band. Yeah. Even so today, <laughs> they're still rocking it and doing all kinds of new stuff, and she is just playing it all damn day. I can't. I had, to, I had to stop. Say, you were about to say Randy Deluxe is really into <laughs> Oh, Ramstein. all right. Oh. Yeah. Didn't yeah, have all of their stuff. I have been following them closely for. Do you like that new video years. where the it's like all in in the twenties? There's some boobies in it too. But I uh, I don't like to <laughs> claim to like their don't watch their stuff. videos. Yeah, it's there's yeah, literally I, a porn video they made. Yeah, oh, they did. Ramstein did. Oh yeah, it was absolutely straight up porn. <laughs> oh jeez. Yeah, <laughs> their great. their visual stuff is. I, I, like I, I don't I don't need that. Like I. I think they're they're such good musicians and 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 music writers. Uh, I, like I have no need to see, you know, whatever their current conception is of how the United States is ruining the world. And so, I I mean, I don't know. I just don't. I don't like it. it oh, is that their I, thing? I didn't know that was their thing. Oh yeah, they're mm-hmm. oh serious. Yeah, their their visuals are, are the, harsh. They're the Lars von Trier of <laughs> music video makers. <laughs> That's hilarious because it always feels like the link the the translated English uh, from German or just the straight up English lines they do sometimes. Sometimes it strike me as like really basic and silly and not not really saying much. But but then visually they do stuff where it's like, you know, we're all gonna die because these guys are psychos. 
Like I don't know. I can't. I can't. I can't quite connect. I can't quite fix my 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 rep- or my impression of them lyrically with them as as you're describing. Like that's just weird. Because like, Duhosh Mace is just stupid. It's a stupid repeated line that doesn't really mean anything. Like, is it? It's really an earworm that's trying to destroy us all. Scott. I guess so. You didn't know that? Well, the Germans. The Germans. Look out for the Germans. I- I tell you what the, the one of the coolest things of the living in this time is being able to go see Rammstein perform live. Yeah. Uh, if you if you got the chance, I mean, obviously uh, we may never see it again. But uh, like it, there were years and years where they would come play two shows in the United States mm-hmm. uh, because most of the U.S. was unwilling to let them uh, put out so much fire, uh, you know, over the heads of mm-hmm. the audience. And like it was, you know, they were super expensive and difficult to get to. Mm-hmm. And like the, I wish there were more documentaries of people going to see Rammstein shows because they're just so epic. Well, it's what they do. Well, done, I just man. put Rammstein. a, uh, <clears throat> I put a link in the in the chat room. Don't watch that in front of anyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh right, the song, the song, the, it's a Rammstein song, "Pussy," and it's it, yeah. It oh jeez, uh, really? Oh. Okay, yeah. right. Can we say that on film stock? Give us a little, about give us a little heads up. <laughs> yeah. There's a oh, video wow. about a cave that looks like a vagina. Come oh, on, it's man. It's just about a little <laughs> kitty. It's about here. a kitten. Okay. I like <laughs> kitties. <laughs> Nothing wrong with a kitty. All right. Uh, let's do some uh, some sound clips from the film uh, yeah. Air Force One. And uh, I got a few here for you. In fact, do I, though? <laughs> Hold on. Here we go. <laughs> That <laughs> scared me for a second. I thought I didn't have him. All right, uh, no, let's. Uh, really find anything in this movie worth clipping. So yeah, uh, yeah, I guess uh, I guess we're done. Good night, everybody. All right, here's the uh, <laughs> here's them saying the name of their movie and early. I I, I like to capture these. Mm. So here's an example. Gentlemen, welcome to Air Force One. Right, that's number one. There's more coming uh-huh. later, so don't you worry. Uh, this is the uh, the wife again, who I really like, although they gave her hardly anything to do. But I like First Lady, uh, what's her name, Marshall. Yeah, She's first. Cool. You're gonna get yourself reelected. Mm, okay, there. Wendy Crewson. Yeah, she's cool. I liked her. She's just not around much. Like she's mm-hmm. used no, to. No, she's yeah. She's a strong. You may she's portrayed from, uh, as strong. Six day. Oh yeah, six day. Yeah. She's so she's, she always plays somebody's wife. That's true. Yeah. She's a strong character. She's, you know, there's all this protection with her daughter and all that. That stuff's all fine. They just didn't give her much to do or say. Kind of mm-hmm. Here's a, a wild Lunderguard appears is the, this clip here. These are two of Saddam Hussein's Republican Guard brigades that have been moved north. The heck do you mean? The heck do you mean? True code. <laughs> <laughs> I wish he had had more of a, of a cogent role in this movie. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is early on for him, though. I mean, this was uh, Fargo was just the year before and. He was kind of bit parts and stuff before that, but um, oh, I thought Fargo was same year. He's I so guess freaking not. good. The Cooler is one of the best movies ever. Yeah, oh, the Cooler's great. I haven't, I haven't seen that yet. Oh, you should see the Cooler. Here. It's very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's amazing. Uh, where, mm-hmm. Let's see, Shameless is really good on. And of course, you know. We yeah, that although movie. boy, that I've given up on that show. Once oh, really? um, main actress, uh, the oldest daughter left, is like, eh. Didn't really care about the rest of the Gallagher's. <laughs> he's apparently good buddies with one of the writers, which is why he's in this. Uh, the one yeah. of the writers on this film is somebody he knew a lot or whatever. Oh, Fargo was. Uh, oh yeah, you're right. Year before ninety six. Yep. Yeah. How do I not know that? I, I was gonna say. I mean, if there's anybody <laughs> who knows Fargo, I should know that. 
I always think it's 97. I don't know why. All right. Uh, moving on to this one. This is uh, how the... Oh, how'd they get on this plane here? How the hell did this happen? How the hell did they get Air Force One? That is Glenn Close, the entire film, just... She's just a complete freak in it. Yeah, they don't they don't give her much to do here. No. I and I missed one little bit. Was the Secretary of State on Air Force One and that's why the Secretary of Defense kept saying he was in charge? The head? Right. Um, I think that's right. Isn't that who they shot? No, no that was his was, wasn't Yofoil the Oh, I right. I he is your Secretary of State, correct? Yeah, CSI, Brass. Yeah. Yep. Oh, no, he's Chief of Staff. Sorry. Yeah, oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then they didn't show him because Shepherd. the guy that got shot in the room was his was a uh, NSA security advisor, advisor guy. Yeah, he, yeah, it was an NSA advisor. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I, I was just like, where's the... I guess maybe they didn't... They just pretended we're in a world that doesn't have a Secretary of State, right? Yeah. Like, I don't. I don't know. I just found that really, really weird. Yeah, I, where was the Secretary always, of Education during all this? Where was? Where <laughs> right? Was, Can we please have uh, uh, what's his name? Kiefer, um, Kiefer Sutherland. Where is Kiefer Sutherland? Yeah. Can we? Please? I, w- I was trying to find uh, the facts lady earlier while I was going, but I just was scrolling down. <laughs> she's listed as future Postmaster General. What? No. Really? That's, that's how her, she's that's in the her credits. Credit. Future Postmaster General. Oh, uh, po- points for uh, that. Freeman. Points oh, for that. That's great. Great. I love that. Oh, yeah. There you go. I'm Thank sure she did a great job. We've ruined whatever she loves work company. she company. Yeah. <laughs> whatever great work she did, we've ruined it now. All right. Moving on. Here's Sam from Quantum Leap. I thought of it, but immediately, because I know he loves that show. So here you go. What are our airborne scenarios? There are no airborne scenarios. Well, we better start generating them, haven't we, General? That's him also. He's, this he's Al, not, not Sam. I mean, Al. I always say Sam. Yeah. I always do that. But yeah, he's that's his uh, volume as well. He's just that the whole the whole thing. And uh, uh, so he was uh, Al, and there was the episode where um, Sam was Lee Harvey Oswald. His boss was the the Daniel Stern looking big sweaty lip spitty lip uh, uh, pilot dude, Russian looking dude. And he was JFK or he was uh, Lee Harvey Oswald. And who did uh, Gary Oldman play? Lee Harvey Oswald. Uh, Lee Harvey uh, Oswald. Good action. Weird. Yeah. It all comes around. Wow. That's a fantastic connection. All right. Here's a terrorist entry into the room. Oh, this made me laugh. Okay. So the terrorists bust in here and the way they did and the music cue. I don't know why. It was way too overdramatic and it made me laugh. <laughs> this is so like, listen to that. That's part. like the overdramatic. Uh... <laughs> Chipmunk? <laughs> yeah, what? No, it's not chipmunk. Well, it turns around and looks at you. What is yeah, it? Yeah, the chi- chipmunk. Uh, oh, squirrel? A, I mean, it's a squirrel. I thought it was a dramatic chipmunk was the meme. No? Chipmunk? No. Prairie dog? Chipmunk. Prairie dog or something like prairie that. Dog? He's, is it? I don't think so. Monk. I think it's a prairie dog. I think it's it is a prairie dog, but I could have sworn that the meme was is under dramatic chipmunk. Brian Brian Ibbett is correct. Dramatic chipmunk Interesting. is the name. But it is but it is a prairie dog. You are you right. are right in the actual species yeah right this is what we do as as a people now we screw everything up and then it stays and then yes. it's always screwed up exactly. but yes dramatic chipmunk is the correct answer is it a capybara is it a capybara <laughs> popeye 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 <laughs> <laughs> all right say it again here's the name it's air force one it's air force one all right well done <laughs> that's the movie Okay, here are all the things. His wife, his daughter, his chief of staff, his national security advisor, his classified papers, and his baseball glove. Wow. That's a lot of of official yeah. things and then one that isn't as official. 
Why would you? And that's have the one that the glove? next character mentions as well. He'll be throwing, he'll be catching balls with his uh, baseball glove as soon as we're done here. Yeah, I mean, Randy, to answer your question, I think he probably just sits in his American. office and like throws a ball into it or whatever. I don't know. It, nothing right. more American, right? I mean, that's just what we do in theory. I mean, I, I, I find it cathartic to have a baseball glove on and to just sort of casually toss it into the glove over and over. I do like that, but I don't know why the president would like that. But whatever. <laughs> How's your blouse? How's your blouse? How's your blouse? Blouse. He was pretty interested in that blouse. Seemed like. Is it sweaty? <laughs> Is your sweaty blouse? I can s- smell you from here. You're sweating through it. How's your blouse? How's your blouse? All right. Oh, that reminds me of his. Uh, his. Uh, that sounds like his Dracula character. How's your blouse? From uh, yeah, 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 yeah. deal. From yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah it's blouse. <laughs> oh by the way i almost forgot to mention this sorry that reminded me of dracula which reminded me that keanu reeves is in that movie which reminded me to tell brian ibbett that 2021 is the year johnny mnemonic happens so oh, oh really is that uh the that's future the yep <laughs> that's the year they're in during that film that you walked out of in the theater well, i want service <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's a play catch with some balls. Play catch with this guy's balls. Okay. That's that's them on the ground working it out. Okay. Yeah. Um, Here's Gary Oldman yelling in a movie. That's what he likes to do. No! All right. That's where he finds out the president got away in the pod. Little did he know. Mm-hmm. He yells again. Dude, dude, they, uh, so if he gets away in the pod, if he actually was in it, does that become Air Force One? Well, that's uh, AirPod One. AirPod One? AirPods. Yeah, they're AirPods. <laughs> AirPod, AirPod Max One? Yeah, they're AirPod Max. <laughs> <laughs> What's the president of? They just became regular AirPods. That's right. And if you... I'm in the crapper. Air... Air crapper one. Air crapper one. Air crapper one. Air shitter one. That's right. Air crapper two. Yeah, duh. <laughs> All right. Come on. Is Here's... that Air crapper one or Air crapper two? We, we just want to know how long it's going to be, Deuce. sir. Air Deuce 2. <laughs> Air Deuce 2. I like it. All right, here's Gary Oldman yelling again. Murder 100,000 Iraqis to save a Nicolola gallon of gas. I'm going to lecture me about the rules of war. Don't! Jeez. Wow. I, don't, I don't know why, but like, I close my eyes and I have him in the Honeyduke cellar in Hogsmeade yelling at Peter Pettigrew. Mm-hmm. You really like, like his role in Harry Potter, I think. I think that's what this says. Yeah, it's just it's the, the yelling and the anger, I yeah. guess. Sirius Black was he was he was perfectly cast as Sirius Black. Mm-hmm. I agree, hundred percent. I like him in everything. I think he was a good Jim Gordon. I think he's uh, mm-hmm. an amazing, he's great Sid Vicious. Yeah, just a good like put Gary Oldman in all your. Th- I haven't seen that new. Mm-hmm. There's a the new um, a Fincher movie out called. Um, uh, it's Oscar Beatty as hell. Uh, ah, it's about the guy that wrote Citizen Kane. And I forgot the oh. name. Orson Welles. No. The guy that wrote it, because Orson Welles didn't write it. Um, he just was in it and paid for it and like got obsessed with it. But it was the other guy that wrote it or co-wrote it with him or whatever. And I forgot his name, but that's the name of the movie is his last name. And he's supposed to be amazing in it. Oh, right. Uh, uh, Herman Mankiewicz. It's Man- called The Mank. The Mank. That's it. Oh, The, the Mank. Mank. Okay. That's a terrible name. Uh, I mean, I agree. But he's supposed to be real good. Like you expect. It, it's Gary Oldman. It My gosh. Churchill, too. Yeah, he was a really good Churchill. Which was hard to do that year because also Lithgow was a very good. It was, yeah, it was, a, it was a year full of Churchills. Yeah, lots of Churchills. <laughs> lots I'm actually, I'm actually to sound all weird. set. <laughs> I'm to watch Mank later today. I'm uh, like, I will watch anything directed by David Fincher. Like, you could 
director Rammstein video and I'd watch it. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. And now we found the perfect thing where Randy will only watch Rammstein videos if Fincher was involved. I love that. <laughs> Fincher. I, I want to, I still, Directed. we need to do sure. alien three on this show. Cause I think, I think it holds up better mm. than people think mm-hmm. and Fincher's. A yeah, genius, I agree. So um, I just, and I just want to put it out there because I think putting it out there in the universe might make it happen. Whatever that means. Uh, David Fincher, Mr. Fincher, the universe needs many more seasons of Mind Hunter. Yeah, please find oh, a way. Yeah. At least find one more. A way. At least one more. I need Hank. Is yeah. it Hank? Gotta, What's his name? Gotta close up the uh, the 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 Kansas City the BTK killer uh, situation. Well, well that, and I know, and that, I know, I, I just, should really be speaking to Joe Penhall. But yeah. I, I'm, I'm, my understanding is that Fincher is the money behind that thing, and please spend the money. Well, he also directed a ton of episodes and. I mean, I know he's busy, but mm-hmm. come on, dude. Mindhunter's amazing. Or Mindhunters? Mindhunter. Mindhunter. Mind. Was that a plural? Hunters. <laughs> Shit. I don't remember. Whatever it is. That's probably not important. But I need to know. <laughs> what's his name? Who's the ac- the guy we love who's this uh, kind of... Just, we're just proven that you don't have to uh, know everything Holt. about something to love it. Not Holt, Holt the other one. Holt McCallany? Oh, oh, Jonathan Goff, man. Jonathan Groff. Mm. Or no, maybe I'm thinking a. Well, whoever played the guy at the end where he went to his house, sat on his bed, and his wife had left him. I need closure for him. I love him. Oh. Can't think of his name in the show. Anyway, whatever. The rumor is that show's canned, whatever. and it pisses me off, because that was mm-hmm. that's a two of my favorite seasons of anything. All right. Um, yeah, and, and uh, you know, Joe. hey, Joe Penhall, make it happen. Yeah, Joe Penhall. Mm-hmm. Penhall. We're going to call you that until you fix it. Penhall. Oh, oh jeez. Uh, here's some good bullshit. This is bullshit. Okay. This is bullshit. <laughs> as soon as he said that, you're going to clip it. We're going to use it forever. <laughs> the only problem with it is he starts it on the radio. This is bullshit. So you get the this on radio. Yeah. This. this. And it sounds wrong, but whatever. I'll take it. It's almost as good as. Oh, do I have this handy? Hold on. She speaks the bullshit. Here it is. She oh. speaks the bullshit. I love that. At Laszlo line from <laughs> what we do in the shadows. Okay, let's see. Our next one is this clip here, which is, oh, uh, Mr. Lundergaard, Jerry Lundergaard says that they're too high. Something about the height of the plane before thing has to be low enough to start putting people out the back. I just captured the part where he said he was too high. We're too high. I thought that was pretty good. Seriously, <laughs> we're too high, dude. That's, that's more of a shameless than a Fargo. Yeah. We're too high. We're too high, man. All right, here's some mumbo jumbo. Voice lines and faxes are on two different systems of encryption. Uh huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's It'd be how. real easy to forget one. Yeah. I've That's, forgotten both. The encryption part is bullshit, <laughs> but whatever. Uh, here's that dude from Seinfeld who's in all sorts of stuff. And I think there's some crossover even with. Uh, was he in the cooler? I forget. Anyway, this guy. The president is not merely out of contact, he is also under duress. His family is held hostage possibly himself a hostage. It creates an incapacity to discharge the office under the 25th Amendment. And I actually, I actually thought all that was Philip, super interesting. Yeah, um, that's Philip Baker Hall, and he's like so underused in this, and I always connect him with uh, Magnolia. Oh, he's so, good, he's so good. Yeah, so good in that. I just think of him as that For, weird um, library detective on Seinfeld. The library detective. Yeah. <laughs> but he's so, you're right, he's underused, yeah. but also that subplot, is was really interesting because it it, it mm-hmm. you know, it's a really interesting bunch of questions that you'd have to ask. Like, what mm-hmm. does it mean? Like, at what point do you say yes? The president is no longer able to truly one hundred percent be the president. Is it 
that he's under duress, that he's running around with a gun in the basement of a plane? Is it that his daughter's being held hostage and there's no way he can think in the national interest during that moment? Like, that's interesting stuff. And they just yeah. kind of glossed over it, and I wish there would have been more. All right. Like, I also worked with uh, Macy in Boogie Nights. That's the comment. That's the one I was thinking of. I knew they worked mm-hmm. together, but it wasn't. I guess it wasn't. Yay! Before. I wasn't the one who brought up that movie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> do, you bring that, do you bring that up a lot? Do you get uh... years and years ago? I got an email uh, from a listener saying that they wish I would stop bringing up that movie. Really? Oh, wow. I had brought it up like great. Times. Was it? Uh, <laughs> was it Mark Wahlberg? Was that? Yeah. Did he say Mark Wahlberg <laughs> sent you the email? <laughs> He's, hey, I think I found. Hey, uh, stop talking about that movie and uh, say hi to your mother for me. Yeah. yeah. I think I found a repeated word you say a lot. <laughs> hey, uh, Brian Dunaway, or no, not Dunaway. Was like, oh, oh uh, no, speaking no, of no, emails, no. I'm not going to share it on the show, but we got this email yesterday. Somebody. Great. So, for those who aren't in the, aware, and most of you are, but Randy works at Blizzard Entertainment, and um, what? We got this email of somebody who's like. I'm I'm, re- I'm getting you through film tech, but I'm actually trying to get you to make add a bunch of features to Warcraft Three. It was the weirdest thing. So, the dude, whoever that guy is, if you're listening, <laughs> even film sack is not going to get any of that. All right, we can't. Yeah, we yeah. have no control over anything happening. It's we a don't. Like, we don't negotiate with terrorists. Well, it's like going to Dunaway and saying, "Hey." Can you make it so Walmart cleans their bathrooms more often? Like, what? Why? That actually might be effective. I actually have an in. <laughs> you have an in, you know, a guy. Yeah, I know. And a guy. Actually, I, I could the... just call Harrison Ford, and he will get right. on the phone to, yeah. to Walton immediately. Right, well, we get, get your larger story. point. Yes, Scott, we we'll get your I, larger point. I totally get the through line too, because I'm the Warcraft Three community manager, mm-hmm. and I'm the like uh, the only name that that some players are seeing when they go looking for information on that game. Yeah, and so then they go to my personal Twitter account mm-hmm. that I use for personal purposes mm-hmm. and they see filmsack.com right there in the you know at the top right yep, yep. and it's like okay i get it you you just clicked on that and then you know click to send an email and that's that's that, now is that but it's not it's not worth your if you don't, don't do if you don't end this end this with a but you really shouldn't do that then they're going to keep yeah. doing it so <laughs> right right no, don't do it. it's i just i don't know i i i uh I have struggled for years and years and years with the distinction between your job and your personal social media. Like uh, there's a lot of people out there who don't make any distinction. <laughs> they will never see a distinction. But it's a little like calling 911 because your internet is slow is what I'm saying. Don't don't be doing stuff like that, people. But that's an emergency. Go to the proper channels. Even My though you think this is, like, is the uh, channel, it's not the channel. Like 200 <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, low ping. Low ping. Here's a uh, don't ask something I can. Uh, some kind of Harrison Ford thing. Oh, I love when he does this. This is great. Listen. Don't ask me for something I can't give. That's great. I do love it. That is such a Harrison Ford thing. <laughs> yeah. I love it when he does <laughs> Don't ask me for something I can't give. <laughs> Did it kill my wife? Yeah. <laughs> it was a one armed man. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> right. Here's uh, the final one, which I wrote as get off my pain, but we all know what I meant. Here it is. Get off my plane. Okay. We'll get off your plane. And as we do, we click this. It's the Film Sack Checklist. No one told us we'd get such a comedy couple performance out of Glenn Close and Dean Stockwell. Check. Right, <laughs> scary old man. Check. <laughs> Never trust Jerry Lundergaard to be your first time co-pilot. Check. 
He didn't really. I mean, he was fine. He was dedicated. He always trust. He yeah. was a good guy. Yeah, he was the was best guy. guy. I don't know why guy. he kind of made a weird thing like it was you, like when he got shot. Oh yeah, that's yeah. a weird thing to say. Because you dun, dun, dun. <laughs> you're not. It was not like the whole time you were going, "Well, who did it?" And now suddenly right. you're like, "It was you." Like, come on, that was dumb. Anyway, rest in peace, Jerry. Uh, soundtrack grade: <laughs> We're going to give it a JG as hell for Jerry Goldsmith. It is very Jerry Goldsmith. Very of the era. And, that stuff sounds like borderline almost. inappropriate. There were lots of times when I was suddenly singing along with the score, and it was like I'm singing Beauty and the Beast, <laughs> or I'm singing. I'm I'm like, oh, Dances with Wolves. I'm totally seeing Ooh. Kevin Costner riding across the American plane. You know. Mm. By the way, the the National Security Advisor was in Dances with Wolves. Now that you mention that little connection oh. there, yeah, mm. he played wow. a, a Confederate. Uh, dude uh let's see here we got uh, twitter posts this is where you guys sum it up in 280 characters that's the limit or less let's start with randy air force one a bunch of middle-aged dudes in various costumes join a very small number of women in being crowded together and fearful just hoping to get off just like a saturday night at Ebbets house oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's saturday today we'll see how it goes tonight mm. i know right ah uh, expectations mm. like fulfilled. Warm, boy like coming back to a warm bath <laughs> just like a saturday night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it all yeah it all goes to the same destination final destination all right just Brian like Dunaway. Toilet. air force one teaching us if you give harrison ford a cookie he's gonna want a glass of milk <laughs> and a tour of air force one where's the pod no pod get off my plane yeah get off my plane <laughs> I'm, sorry. I'm sorry we forgot the whole if you give a if you give a mouse a cookie thing i completely right. forgot to talk about that well, there you uh, go uh finally mr brian ibbett air force one Mr. President, I am cooperating. You got to take that zip line. I'm not going to debate you here, Mr. President. Just don't scratch the true coat. <laughs> I'm grateful for your Fargo references. Hey, that, I am uh, too. Put that on the factory. There you go. <laughs> um, well, well done. That that summed up things pretty well, I think. So now we check the proposed titles that the film almost got. Didn't get them, though, in the end. It went with Air Force One, but instead it was almost called Everyone Back in Washington Freaking Sucks or... Ah, <laughs> the presidential pod people. Mm. Oh, mm. Uh, a couple quick emails this week because uh, we got a couple first emails of the year. Big thanks for everyone who sends us emails. Filmsack at gmail.com is where you send them. We got one from Alan. Uh, I can't say the name Alan without seeing that meme of the of the chipmunk or whatever it is out on a fence post going. <laughs> Alan! Alan! <laughs> Alan! Have you guys seen that? Yes, but I didn't think yeah. about it until you described it. Uh, now, now all I can see is it. Every time. Yeah. All right, anyway, it says, I've been listening to you guys since 2010. Jeez, 10 Ooh, years ago. Wow. Thank you for being here. I wanted to thank you all for making me laugh out loud weekly for the last half of 2020. I've lost relatives and friends and the creator of my oh. f- other favorite podcast, so I started listening to FilmSack oh, no. all over again. You guys are truly magical in your comedic analysis of the best, worst films. I just wanted to thank you, Scott, Brian, Brian, and Randy. You guys really help me feel not alone in this world, Alan. Well, I just Aww. thought that was a really Thank nice you. thing to Thank say. You you're not alone. You've always got us. Yep. So. yep. Mm-hmm. We're here till we're dead. So <laughs> enjoy. <laughs> we did not plan an exit strategy. We, uh, <laughs> nope. We're stuck. <laughs> nope. We have no, this train has no stops. Uh, that's right. Uh, one of the podcast. <laughs> that's right. We, we are choosing this day to announce our taunting, though. The four of us, I guess, have yeah. to uh, 
I'll go into a, a financial pact together. That'll yeah, let's fine. do it. Yeah. We're ready. Uh, finally. Alan, thank you for your email. We got one more from Daryl in Ohio who says, help, help, it's happening. Cliffhanger is streaming on Amazon Prime. Oh, And now yeah. you guys need to make the best Christmas present ever to the world. Get on it. Saturday night at Ibbett's house style. Love the snow globe. <laughs> Daryl in Ohio. <laughs> All right. So here's the thing. Um, speaking of Die Hard on a whatever, this is Die Hard on a Mountain. And die we have on a mountain. forever yeah. been picking at this scab. So we got to do it. Uh, when is that? It's out now. It's on. Yeah, it's, it's streaming. It's a week after our next one. I think. I think. Uh, yeah, we gotta watch our, Almost Famous. Thanks yeah, to which is Die Hard on a tour bus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we're doing Almost Famous next week, and then the week after that, Poor Randy Cliffhanger. Yippee ki yay, Tiny Dancer. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be good. True Northern exposure for what's her name on the mountain. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember. I've seen the movie. Don't remember a damn thing. So. Pretty excited, actually, uh-huh. to get our Sylvester Stallone on in 2021. It's got Lithgow in it. Gotta love uh, that. Is he a bad guy? He's a bad guy. I'm oh, uh, spoiler alert, he's a bad guy. Is, is he a great big bad guy? Is that what he is? He is so often the bad, bad guy. guy. Is he a bad guy? Bad guy, right? Bad guy. Bad guy? Not, bad, not bad guy? <laughs> Pop guy? Pop guy. <laughs> Popeye bad guy? <laughs> <laughs> Never gets old. Um, anyway, so there it is, Daryl. We're watching it. Two more films and you're there. Uh, so next week, uh-huh. again, uh, Almost Famous. It is still streaming. Uh, it seems, uh, according to Randy, he watched it mm-hmm. already. Yeah, uh, if nothing else, Randy can tell us all about it. Yeah, you can tell us early. Yesterday, I'm just going to roll right in and do that show right now. Sure. Yeah. Why not? Uh, it made me. It made me realize that we have several uh, Camera Crow movies to sack eventually, like Ooh. Aloha, and mm. we will get to them. Ooh, Aloha is that a thing? Aloha. Yeah. yeah. I don't even know that. I don't know. Right. What that I is can't either. imagine what you would do for your intro. Yeah. I know. It. All right. <laughs> aloha, Aloha. By the aloha, way, Aloha. Uh, and then you, when you leave, it say Aloha. Almost Famous is now 21 years old. Wow. Uh-huh. It's old enough to drink. That's right. My son was... So avoid, I've avoided it for 21 oh, years. Oh, I can't watch Aloha. I just watched Aloha like a month ago. Oh, well then forget <laughs> Oh. And I was going to recommend it, but it's horrible. Oh, well then we're not watching that. I trust you on that. I know I know no, enough we'll about your we'll tastes to know. We'll talk afterwards. We'll, we'll negotiate <laughs> later. Yeah. Anyway, Almost Famous next week. Week after that, we're on the mountain with a cliffhanger <laughs> so check that out in the meantime i hope he doesn't drop anybody no that would be bad unless it's john lithgow who is apparently the bad guy so let's make that happen he won't let you dance drop him all right check it out filmsack.com is our website you can email us filmsack at gmail.com and as always you can follow us on twitter uh, at filmsack and if you'd like to leave us a review on spotify or google play apple Podcasts, wherever you get your shows it helps us move up in the ranks and we'd love for you to do it. So please do. That's uh, filmsack.com for all those details. That's going to do it for us, for me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. Get off my plane. We'll see you next time. <laughs> This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. Don't ask me for something I can't give. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.